Welcome to the podcast, Career Stories from the Field. I am Penny Strutton, a business psychologist and career coach, and for the last 10 years, I've worked with hundreds of people and helped them find a job or career that fulfills them. Very rarely do we see a straightforward career pathway. This podcast will showcase a variety of careers and highlight the career pathways people have taken to achieve their current position. It is the interesting routes, choices, opportunities and challenges that I will be exploring to showcase how different people have navigated their career. I'm hoping to help young people and career changers join the dots between subjects at school, tertiary education and job experience and give more people confidence to embrace opportunities that take them closer to a fulfilling career. This week, I'm talking with Katrina Thurigood. Katrina is the Director of Global Indirect Category Management at Xylem. She started her career as a purchasing assistant while studying for a degree in business studies. She's since moved upwards in procurement through a number of jobs and industries. So a very big welcome to Katrina. Thank you so much for joining me on my Career Stories from the Field podcast. Thank you. Thank you for the welcome. Brilliant. So let's start off by uh, just telling us what your job title is and maybe explaining what it means, because it's it's quite an interesting title. It's quite a mouthful, yes. It is a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my title is Director of Global Indirect Category Management. So basically what that means, okay, and the title suggests. So I, I lead um, a global team of procurement category managers. Now, Category management can mean different things in different organisations, but in Xylem, okay, category management means kind of the management of procurement categories, so third-party spend um, that we spend with our suppliers. So my team and I are responsible for basically the strategies that are aligned to our supplier spend on the indirect side of the business. And what indirect means, okay, so I'll give you some examples, categories such as IT and telecom, Okay, so all of our IT spend and telephones, whether that's mobile phones, software, hardware, um, Zoom, you know, all their laptops, everything like that. Also things like company cars, so our company fleet, you know, um, that the company cars that our employees drive, or it could be our service vehicles. We're also responsible for things like marketing spend. Okay, so exhibitions, giveaways, it could be sponsorship, it could be literature. Also packaging, okay, so all the packaging that we use across all of our factories, we're a global company, we have lots of manufacturing sites across there, across the world. Um, also things like office supplies and then materials for our factories that are kind of more consumable, so things like personal protective equipment um, and things like that. So basically everything that we buy that we don't sell directly to the customer, okay, the direct side would be more like um, you know, the, the materials that go into making things. Yeah. So that's how we split it direct and indirect. So anyone that works in procurement would understand that, but perhaps not outside of procurement would, uh, would need a bit of ex explanation. So um, we, manage, um, we manage around $800 million worth of spend a year. And when I say manage, it's, you know, managing the supplier relationships, the contractual negotiations, managing the strategy for supply. So whether that's, you know, the suppliers that we select, for the sourcing of goods and services, making sure that the company are buying from the preferred suppliers and not you know, going outside of our sourcing policies. And then really importantly, you know, recently is managing risk in the supply chain, 
making sure that, you know, we've got continue, continuity of supply. So the goods are coming into the organization and making sure that we buy sustainably and responsibly. So I hope that explains a little bit about what we do. No, that gives a really good good overview. And wow, a, a big job. How many countries are you managing the, the supplies to? So, I mean, we're, we're truly global. So we're in, I think, most countries in the world. But we don't have manufacturing sites in all the countries. But we are still spending, spending money. So, yeah, we're in a, all, all countries, all regions. Wow. And can you just tell us what industry you're working in? Yeah, so we're in the, in the kind of water solution industry. So Xylem, we solve the global water problems basically in solutions so uh, we make water pumps okay so pumps that either clean or move water and um, we also have the technology um, and the kind of the, we basically supply the infrastructure for clean and dirty water and then we also have the digital side of the business so the digital technology to do things like prevent water leaks and obviously everything imagine in the water supply chain uh, we have either a technology or a solution for that. So I know that you've not always worked in the water industry. Does working in this industry uh, give you any greater meaning to your role? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think if I think about, you know, procurement, you know, it's, it's so much more than sourcing and savings. I think traditionally, if you worked in a purchasing role or if you were a buyer, uh, we were seen as people who, you know, just deliver savings or make sure that people follow the correct policies. Nowadays, and especially in my company, you know, we contribute huge value for the organisation, which ultimately makes our suppliers and our customers more successful. And I think if we think about the sustainability side, you know, we're driving the sustainability agenda in our supply chain. That, you know, that part of the, the job makes me and my team really proud. The fact that we are helping solve the world's water problems, you know, by ensuring continuity of supply, making sure that we're using the best suppliers to make our suppliers and customers successful. So that, that's pretty meaningful to me. That's, a, that's a, big, a, a big job and a big impact on the world. Fantastic. Yeah. So, I mean, you've, you've described your role in, in lovely detail. Tell us about the things, the activities within your everyday that you particularly enjoy. So, I mean, if I think about, you know, I'm in a, a leadership role now. So before I was kind of more hands-on, you know, I was having, you know, negotiations with suppliers and I was sourcing, you know, goods and services. But now in a leadership role, I mean, I absolutely love leading a team. I'm really passionate about kind of helping them to be successful, you know, as successful as possible. I also love interacting with all the different business stakeholders around the globe. So we're kind of active in all the different functions of the business. We support all the different functions in the business and also globally. So building those relationships internally but also with our suppliers. So I think we're really lucky that we are kind of, we're not just internally focused, we're externally focused um, and we get to touch all areas of the business. And I also love the variety of the role. I mean, we are proactive in some ways, but we also have to be very reactive depending on what's happening. Okay, especially at the moment, if you think about shortages of goods, okay, electronics being a perfect example, you know, my team are not involved on that, you know, in that, specifically because it's more direct, but having to react to these global issues that we're faced with. And also I love traveling, so not so much at the moment, but I've been fortunate. I've been to some amazing places around the world through my work, you know, which I'm really grateful for, you know, the opportunity to do that. And then if I think about the more hands-on stuff, yeah, negotiating with suppliers and getting the best value for the business is, uh, is really enjoyable. Oh, fantastic. It sounds really exciting. So what would you say are the key skills that enable you to do your job? So if I think about 
about I guess communication and you know stakeholder management is is really important and um, so I think building relationships and having the ability to build relationships quickly okay um, is really important because it is all based on relationships I mean if you think about every interaction that we have either with suppliers with customers with internal you know stakeholders you've got to be someone that can strike up a relationship a good relationship quickly um, I think influencing skills are very important you know especially if you think about on the negotiation side you've got to be able to influence you know your your suppliers but also influencing difficult stakeholders if there's something that you want to change within the business whether it's a new supplier or whether it's bringing in a new service then you might get some resistance being able to influence stakeholders is really important and then I think you know as a leader being very compassionate you know I think being a compassionate leader is really important and being very open and building trust that is really important um, and we spoke about that before before we pressed the record button didn't we about the importance of you know having trust with your team I mean you're in a, a really senior level within procurement sounds like you're absolutely thriving did you always want to be in procurement no I guess I don't think there's many people in procurement roles who set out to be in procurement unless maybe you're in the fashion industry and you want to be a buyer of fashion or something like that so um no I guess I always wanted to be involved in business somehow but I never really knew enough about business to know what I wanted to be and I still probably don't really know what I want to be so um, I would say no it kind of just happened so let's rewind then tell me the story about how it happened if I think about when I was at school and you know you're having the conversation you know, with your head of year about what, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, I really, you know, I really didn't know. So what I did was rather than do A-levels, I went straight from school and did um, a GNVQ. I don't know if they still exist, but it's basically equivalent to an A-level, but it's more focused on a specific subject, um, more related in the, in the industry. So I chose business studies because it, it was kind of seemed like a big enough subject to be able to perhaps specialize in something at some point I guess during that time I discovered what I didn't want and that was a role in finance <laughs> <laughs> and when I did the finance modules I thought I definitely don't want to be an accountant or anything like that so that helped me but I enjoyed things like the marketing modules and the sales modules things like that but you didn't you didn't really cover buying as part of that so when I finished that two-year course I wanted to earn some money Okay, so I thought maybe I could find a company who were willing to, to con let me continue to study on a part-time basis and support me. So I wrote to all the local companies. So I used to live in rugby and there's quite a few big, big companies there. So I literally wrote, like, please give me a job. <laughs> so I literally hand-delivered them all over the town and a company called GEC Alstom, uh, who are still there, uh, who are now part of GE. So they gave me a job basically so they put their faith in me so I basically worked as a purchasing assistant now I didn't even know what one of those was they just offered me this role as purchasing assistant and said I could do day release so but brilliant so that's basically how it started and you know it paid okay I guess when I was how old would I have been 18 years old something like that so any money is is a lot of money isn't it at that age exactly <laughs> so so yeah so that really got me the foot in the door and that's where it all started so I was there for four years and I guess I learned the ropes of purchasing but at the time I mean we're talking 22 years ago now so I'm showing my age I remember it was just when email was becoming 
a thing yeah but part of my job was still to deliver memos from, <laughs> from people's desks to people's pigeonholes I yeah, remember so, those days <laughs> um, so it was a kind of like even though I was purchasing a system and I used to make the tea and you know do all sorts so um but I kind of worked my way up there so to kind of junior buyer level and then I decided you know I kind of like this I like interacting with you know with suppliers and and whatnot so then I changed to a different company again in a, in a purchasing role this time then I was doing a degree so I did a HNC in business and then I decided to do a business admin degree <clears throat> so that was kind of over like the period of six years I did it all part-time which was looking back it was probably quite stressful working full-time and doing a part-time degree but I, I wanted to graduate with work experience rather than come fresh out of uni with no work experience so I kind of like had this plan in the back of my mind which which worked out I guess so so yeah so I kind of I've done the grassroots procurement from purchasing assistant making the tea yeah to where I am today as a director. That's fantastic and it's a it's a really interesting route and, and one that um that if I could go back and do it again, I would, I would have liked to have done, which is, you know, work and study at the same time. I think it really does elevate your opportunities to progress at the age when you would come out of university, you've already got that, that experience. So it just gives you that, that step up, doesn't it? So interesting question. Why don't you think procurement is focused on in business studies and it, as as a career because those skills and the activities you've described sound really quite exciting but it's not is it it's not something like I when I grow up I want to be in procurement it's a good question I guess because it's I guess it's more specialist so but then you can I think sales is more recognized and if you think about it sales is just the opposite side of the fence it's a great question I don't necessarily have the answer to it because it's something which I always ask myself and people still don't understand what's procurement what would you mean category management and then when you when you say well it's about buying okay and it's you know it's basically the opposite to what we do so we buy well we make we sell it's oh okay so yeah it's a good question I think they should have it on the curriculum I know they do now have it as a module that you can take within business studies okay. when you get to that kind of degree level but that's that's something that's happened in the past few years okay so after you uh were in your first job and you got your degree what happened next so tell us a bit about the journey to this current position so I think about my first leadership role so before taking on I guess taking on team I worked in different kind of procurement roles so buyer then senior buyer and then when I moved to point of sale company art form which is where I met you Penny exactly um, I was given a really good opportunity actually at the time so I, I joined there as a senior buyer so basically buying everything that went into making these point of sale units for uh, the cosmetics industry which was a really cool job very high pressure but really really cool job because it was very hands-on uh, you really got to see the materials you were buying and then we made the units out of them and then sold them. And then I'd go to a boot store or a super drug store and be like, oh, my God, I bought those LED lights that are on that unit. So I really loved that. And my, my boss at the time was promoted into a manufacturing role and he just gave me the opportunity to step up. And he just said, look, I'm putting my trust in you yeah, um, to step up and, and lead the team. So that was my first experience of leading a team. Um, I must say, I didn't particularly enjoy it at the time because I thought it was just a massive headache. All of a sudden, I've got these people I'm responsible for and I'm getting all their problems and they're telling me about their home life. And I, I thought, oh, <laughs> gosh, I don't think I'm ready for this. 
Um, but with actually, I, I had some really good leadership training when I was there and I started to really enjoy it. So that was my first experience of leading a team. And, and that really kind of propelled me then. Once I'd had that experience of leadership, that really opened the doors of opportunity for me. And then I left Artform after six years and then joined a company um, called Sangaban, again, in a leadership role. And it kind of just progressed from there. And I think then once I had the responsibility of leading a team, I didn't want to let it go. You know, I realised that I loved it. And, you know, I'm sure I've made some mistakes along the way, but I think as you get to know people and have confidence in yourself and your ability to actually, you know, lead a team. And, you know, I think that that's where I get the most enjoyment. What's interesting is that in that career journey, you have worked within a number of different industries. Is procurement something that can easily move across industry? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So pretty much in any industry, there is, you know, any company spends money. Yeah. So depending on the size of the organization, smaller organizations probably wouldn't have a dedicated procurement person. It might be, you know, a mixed, a blended role with some other responsibilities. But I'd say certainly within manufacturing industry, you no know, point of sale, if you think about um, distribution, there's always going to be things that you have to buy. So I would say, yeah, absolutely. In most industries, there is procurement. And I definitely think having the experience in different industries has helped me to uh, and understanding your internal customers and building those relationships in different industries gives you a real holistic view of you know, all the different challenges in different industries. And I think that definitely, yeah, that definitely helped me um, to get to where I am today. If you were to give advice to somebody who's, who's really excited about your career journey and your current job, what advice would you give to them in terms of what route they should take in terms of study? Well, so you've got the Chartered Institute of Purchasing and Supply, so the SIPS, C-I-P-S. Um, that's a great place to start because um, that's a really good qualification to have. And you can join, you can enter at different levels from having zero experience. Uh, you can do it as a work placement, so the, is it the NV2 uh, route. So that's a really good place to start. But also they, there's, there's a vast amount of information there on their website and also job roles. So I'd say anyone that's interested in a career in procurement, that's a great place to start. And then even within your current organisation, you know, it might be, trying to change and have a different career path that's something I'm working on at the moment actually within our organization is drawing out what does a career path look like for a procurement person from kind of entry level if you like all the way through to, to senior leadership so um, yeah I think just explore but CIPS is definitely a, a chartered institute of purchasing supply is definitely a, a good place to start. Similar question but for people maybe that are mid-career looking to change career uh, what advice would you give them? That's really interesting because I'm kind of at this crossroads as well. So I've been exploring with my manager as to, you know, what's next, because I'd quite like to explore a role outside of procurement. And it's really difficult to know where to start because, you, you know, if you're at a middle management level, for example, you don't necessarily want to drop down a level. But I think, you know, if you have, if you speak to a career coach for a start would be a really a really good idea but also Great idea. <laughs> um, find someone that you know speak speak in the in the different areas of the organization have a look at what opportunities are available that's you know that's what I'm doing at the moment there are so many skills that are transferable so think about you know write down about what is it that you you love to do what is it that you're good at and I bet you'll find you know lots of 
skills that are transferable. And if you think about the classic move for me would be into sales, yeah, because I've sat as the customer for many, many years. So I understand what it is that the customer needs. So the obvious or kind of most natural move for me would be to move more into a commercial role. But also in a leadership role, I mean, you could, you know, if you've got good leadership skills and like leading people, you can lead any function. The leadership skills are transferable. So enter it with an open mind and, and really explore what, what is it you love doing and what's transferable. That would be my advice. Oh, that's great advice. And you, you mentioned about the, the Chartered Institute qualification. If somebody was mid-career and they decided procurement was for them, would the best route be to start a qualification with the Institute? I mean, yeah, possibly. I mean, again, explore it because there's different types of qualification that you can do. Some of them are work-based related, so it's actually based on real case studies. So it might be that you could speak to someone within the purchasing department you know, of your organisation, maybe ask to work there one day a week, you know, learn the ropes, see if you actually like working in that department, start to do some work-based study and project. So that's one way of doing it. And that's probably the more practical way. And then you get to really test if you like, if you want to do that or not, um, with some real life examples. They are probably the most recognised in terms of the qualification would be yeah, the CIPS, certainly in Europe anyway. Okay, great. So you talked a bit about your next move. Tell us a bit about your plans. What, what does the future hold for you? So it's, it's a difficult, because again, I'm very open-minded. So if I think about, you know, the whole supply chain, so there's many, you know, the minute I'm working in the, the category management part of the, the supply chain organisation, but there's also things like risk, risk management in the supply chain is a really interesting topic for me. Sustainability, really interesting topic for me. So possibly a move into one of those two areas in the future. I think it needs to be something which gets me excited when I talk about it, you know. So that's what I'm trying to explore again within my organisation. I absolutely love working for Dylan, so I want the move to be within Dylan. So it's just I'm trying to reach out to as many different parts of the organization as possible and and understand what it is that they do that's what I'm working on at the moment but who knows yeah <laughs> who knows? it's so exciting and I suppose as you say having the leadership experience under your belt you could move anywhere and, yeah. and lead a team have that strategic ability and the people leadership ability to be able to to pick up any any project potentially because obviously the team are, are the experts in that area and you're yeah, there too. Absolutely. And you, and you don't need to be an expert. Okay. I'm not an expert in category management at all. I tell my team that every day. They're the experts. You know, I just help them be successful. That's my job. And I would say, you know, get yourself an internal sponsor. It's really important to have someone at senior leadership level who's, who is your sponsor. Okay. Who's going to help make things happen. And I've been talking to a couple of our senior leaders within Xylem um, about these potential moves. So I think that helps, you know, put yourself out there, make yourself known, make it known that do want a change you know if you've got mobility issues, wishes as well so you'd like to maybe move countries if you've got flexibility there again I think the the leadership of your organization would appreciate you being open there because you never know what's happening in the background you know there's always roles becoming available so I'd say you know put yourself out there make it known that you know you're ready for, for the next challenge and be open-minded and I think what you're saying there is actually take ownership of your career and be proactive don't sit around absolutely. and wait for somebody else to offer you something absolutely yeah well yeah. thank you so much i've really enjoyed our chat you've really inspired me and i'm sure you're going to inspire our listeners as well so thank you so much for joining me
No, thank you for the opportunity. It's been great. Thanks for listening to another career story from the field. If you enjoyed this conversation, please follow or subscribe. Thanks for listening.